What time is it? It's time for the Abbott and Costello Show. We're on the air for ABC here in Hollywood. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go with the Abbott and Costello Show. Yes, it's the Abbott and Costello Show, produced and transcribed in Hollywood for your listening and laughing pleasure. Chuckles with a carload and music by Matty Malnick. So hold on to your chairs, folks, for here they are, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Hey, Abbott! Hey, Abbott! Stop jumping around. Who are you waving at? I'm waving at my new girl from Texas, way back there. <laughs> That's her in the third row with the red dress on. What do you think of her, Abbott? Costello. That's your new girl? That's her. Brother, she is the ugliest, <laughs> most repulsive, <laughs> most stupid-looking dame I ever seen. She's even got warts on her nose. You can talk louder, Abbott. She's deaf, too. <laughs> Costello, how can you possibly be interested in a girl like that? I don't know, Abbott. Her face haunts me. Everywhere I go, I see her face. I see her face when I'm awake. I see her face when I'm asleep. I even see her face when I get to go to get my car washed at the wash rack. I do, too. I see her face. Now, wait a minute. How can you see her face when you take your car to the wash rack? She works there. She's on hubcaps. How did you ever get acquainted with this girl? She wrote me a fan letter. She's one of my millions of women picture fans. Well, you ought to get out of pictures, Costello. I can't have it. I disappoint my many millions of women fans. Millions? Mm-hmm. Millions. Millions? Well, thousands of women would be disappointed. Thousands of women? There are hundreds of women who would feel badly about it. Did you say hundreds? My mother would raise Cain. <laughs> Why don't you stop running around and get yourself engaged to some nice girl? You know... Do you know how to get engaged? Oh, yes, I heard it on the radio. They said if you want to get engaged, use Woodbury soap. So I bought 12 cases. Did you get engaged? Heck no, I was so busy washing, I didn't have time. <laughs> oh, get him out of here. Well, there's a sample of the high-grade nonsense you'll be hearing for the next half hour. But before we get back to it, listen to this.
the matter with you? You look terrible. <laughs> I never saw you looking so bad, Lou. What happened to you? Oh, uh, I went to that quiz show. Truth or coincidences? Uh, <laughs> they asked me a question when I, when I didn't give them the answer They hit me over the head with a, a crowbar And ripped my clothes off And hit me in the face with a pie And squirted dirty water all over me Well, that's terrible Yeah, but the joke was on them It was? Mm-hmm I knew the answer all the time <laughs> You should quit hanging around quiz shows Trying to win something for nothing You ought to get yourself a job and go to work I tried to I studied to be a bartender I went to the bartender school for two years And I still can't get a job Why not? I can't fix a television set I... <laughs> I thought so. You're just stupid. Your whole family is stupid. Oh, how can you say that? My Uncle Mike is a very brilliant man. He invented the cotton gin, the telephone, and the steamboat. What about Whitney, Belle, and Fulton? Leave the Andrews sisters out of this. I... <laughs> you talk sense. What is your uncle... I don't get it. What is, your, what is your Uncle Mike doing now, Lou? He's part-time lifeguard at the Del Mar Hotel swimming pool. Are you kidding? Uncle Mike can't even swim. That's why he's only working part-time. <laughs> he had a lot of trouble with Aunt May last week. He did? Yeah, he got her a new set of false teeth, and he told her not to take them out. He begged her not to take them out. He pleaded with her not to take them out, but she did. And what happened? Her head collapsed. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, your Aunt May is quite a woman, Lou. She, wa- she raised quite a family Oh, yes Three yeah. years ago at the Patterson Fair She won first prize for having the most little boys in one family She well, had 15 little boys mm-hmm. What was first prize? A little boy A little... Um... <laughs> Never mind that Whatever happened to your Aunt May's uh, younger sister? Oh, she graduated from high school this year And she's so excited she's going to Harvard Harvard? Harvard is a boys' school Yeah, that's why she's so excited I... <laughs> She's going to Harvard. That's ridiculous. None of your family ever went to college. Is that so? I'm taking a night course right now at UCLA. I'm glad to hear it, Lou. Uh, how are you making out? Not so good. Monday night, the teacher asked each pupil to bring something that would show what they want to be when they, when they get out of school. Well, now, it sounds interesting. Yeah, one guy wanted to be a policeman, so he brought a button off a policeman's uniform. One girl wanted to be a nurse, so she brought a button off a nurse's uniform. Another guy wanted to be a fireman, so he brought a button off a fireman's uniform. And what did you bring? Nothing. Why not? I wanted to be married. How are you going to get a button off of that? <laughs> You want to be married You don't know the first thing about marriage You don't even know what it takes to make a marriage I do so It only takes two people to make a marriage Well, that's right A single girl and an anxious mother (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, marriage is a three-ring circus What do you mean a three-ring circus? Well, first the engagement ring Yes Then the wedding ring Yes And then suffering Oh, stop (laughs) By, by By the way By the way, Lou are you still going with that striptease dancer at the burlesque show? Oh, sure. Every night I bring her three roses. Does she wear them? She has to. It's her custom. <laughs> what about that new girl that moved in the apartment next to you? Well, I tell you, but I had a date with her and she's a bachelor girl. Well, what makes you think she's a bachelor girl? She looks more like a bachelor than she does a girl. <laughs> How old a girl is she, Lou? Abbott, asking a girl's age is like buying a used car. What do you mean? Well, you know the speedometer has been set back, but you don't know how far. Yes, I get it Uh, Where where did you take her on the date? Well, we went to a soda fountain and had one of those fancy dishes You know, ice cream and bananas Split? No, I paid the whole check (laughs) Well, she doesn't sound like She doesn't sound like the kind of girl for you, Costello Tell me, do you still uh, do you still date that cute little uh, blonde from Pomona? Oh, sure, I had a date to go horseback riding with her last night You did? Yes, we rode along through the moonlight It was beautiful 
Her horse was nuzzling my horse. My horse was nuzzling her horse. Ah, must have been fun. It was for the horses. My girl didn't show up. (laughs) (laughs) I guess she saw it me because I bought her mother a girdle, and her mother got mad, too. Well, uh, what size does her mother wear? Small, medium, or large? Oh, no, no, no. Women's girdles don't come in those sizes, Abbott. They don't? Oh, no, no. What sizes do they come in? Large, larger, and here comes the showboat. Uncle Bud. Hello, Uncle Louie. It's Abbott's nephew, folks. I left orders with the doorman not to let you win. Now, how did you get past him? I held your script under his nose and then stepped over his body. (laughs) (laughs) There must be a way to keep this guy out of here. Now, I've got it. I'll hypnotize him. Come over here, Norman. Oh, now, wait a minute, Costello. What are you going to do to him? I'm going to hypnotize him and put him to sleep. Look me straight in the eye, Norman. Okay. You're going to sleep. Abadabba, sleep. Abadabba, sleep. Abadabba, sleep. I think it's working, Uncle Louie. It is? Yeah, my Abadabba is asleep. <laughs> now you lay off, Norman. He's my sister Olive's boy. And Olive's a very lovely person and a big woman in this town. I noticed that. Your sister Olive is built like the state of Indiana. <laughs> Just what do you mean? She has a large South Bend. I... <laughs> My sister Olive is a leader of society. Before she moved to Hollywood, she was the rage of Kansas City. Your sister Olive would throw any city into a rage. <laughs> she came to the right place when she came to Hollywood. She's a typical Hollywood girl. What do you mean? A Hollywood girl at 30 has wrinkles. At 35, she has gray hair. And at 40, she becomes a blonde and starts all over again. <laughs> well, you can say what you want about my sister Olive, but she's a very well-educated woman. She's a college graduate. And she has a sheepskin. I noticed that. She ought to try using Jergens lotion. I... <laughs> you, know, you, you know, you have no business ridiculing my family. Now, last week you were picking on my wife. My wife comes from one of the finest families in California. She's a Tracy. Any relation to Dick Tracy? Uh, <laughs> certainly not. Certainly not. Dick Tracy's a character in a comic book. Your wife is no oil painting. I... <laughs> Hey, look, Costello, it's our new secretary. <laughs> Viola Vaughn. Well, Viola, 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 you certainly look lovely tonight. What is that you're wearing? Oh, do you like it? This is my nightclub dress. Nightclub dress? Uh-huh. Don't you get it, Abbott? No cover. No cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look gorgeous tonight. You and I would make a lovely pair. We'd be just like a couple of lovebirds. Would we? Oh, I'll show you. First, I put one wing around you like this. Uh-huh. Then I put my other wing around you like this. Then I put... Then I beak up... Close to your beak. Then I coo softly. Oh, what do I do? Don't stand there, Viola. Drop a worm in his mouth. <laughs> Cut that out, Costello. Cut it out. I'm serious about her. And you're not. Why, Viola... I'd bring you the moon on a silver platter. Oh, that's wonderful, Abbott. How about you, Costello? Would you bring me the moon on a silver platter? Would I look like a waiter? (laughs) The moon on a silver platter is a poetic expression like they use in songs. Oh, you know I wrote a song about the moon? A very beautiful thing, too. What's the name of it? I call it Carolina Moon, What Are You Doing Over Glendale? (laughs) 
Stop, Costello. You know nothing about writing songs. Oh, I not only write songs, I sing them. Why, when I was in kindergarten, every morning I would get up in front of the class and sing Rockabye Baby all the way through. Why, that was marvelous. Yeah, there was nothing to it. I was 21 years old at the time. <laughs> you know any other songs, Costello? Oh, every night I lay in bed and I sing an Irish lullaby. Did that put you to sleep, Costello? Certainly. You don't think I'd stay awake and listen to that howling, do you? <laughs> well, I saw you last night, Costello. I saw you. You had a cat on a leash. Hey, that certainly is a funny-looking cat. Is he yours? Yes, he's mine. He's a football cat. I call him First Down. What do you name the cat first down? Every night he's got ten yards to go. <laughs> well, instead of being out walking a cat on a leash, a boy your age ought to be out with a girl. Well, I like cats better. They're smarter than girls anyway. What makes you say that cats are smarter than girls? Well, Abbott, no matter how a girl tries, she can't wash her face with her tongue. <laughs> Pay no attention to him, Viola. Why don't you come over and see the preview of, of our new picture, Viola? Huh? I do some love scenes in the picture, and I, I want you to see my, my fade-out kiss. You mean she'll see your faded-out kisser? <laughs> anyway, Viola has got a date with me. Well, I don't think I'm going to keep it, Costello. Why not? Well, last Sunday he took me riding, and he insisted I wear a riding habit. Naturally. Monday he took me hiking, and he insisted I wear a hiking suit. Naturally. Tuesday, he took me to dinner, and he insisted I wear a dinner gown. Well, why are you breaking the date tonight? Tonight, he wants to take me to a birthday party. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, that did it. It's been a lot of fun, and it's been a beautiful evening up to now, Mabel. Mabel? My name is Viola. Well, whatever your name is, it's certainly been fun. Get him out of here! But before it gets too thick, let's interrupt it for another reminder on a serious subject. the spotlight turns to Hal Winters, our singing star. Here he is with Matty Malnick and his orchestra. It's a big, wide, wonderful world you live in. When you're in love, you're a master of all you survey. You're a gay Santa Claus. 
There's a brave new star-spangled sky above you When you're in love, you're a hero A Nero, Apollo, the Wizard of Oz You've a kingdom, power and glory The old, old, oldest of stories is new, true You've built your Rome in just one day Life is mystic, a midsummer's night You live in a Turkish delight You're in heaven, it's swell when you're really in love Kingdom, power and glory, the old, old, oldest of stories is new, true, you've built your Rome in just one day. Life is mystic, a midsummer's night you live in. A Turkish delight, you're in heaven. It's swell when you're really in love. It's swell when you're really in Costello, where were you last night? I called your house and... Uh, well, I went for a drive. A drive? You should see the car I'm driving now. The motor is in the back. The clutch and the brake pedals are on the right-hand side and the steering wheel is on the back seat. Hey, say, how can I get a car like that? Easy. Just run into a sunset bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you'll have to get a new car. I already bought one, Abbott. It's got two searchlights, two sets of seat covers, bumper guards, three heaters, twin radios, and fog lights. Well, never mind that. How's the motor? I didn't take the motor. No dealer is going to stick me with extra accessories. <laughs> is it a good car? Oh, you couldn't get a better car for $10,000. What did it cost you? $10,000. <laughs> Castella, how can you be so stupid? Every day you add more stupidity to your ignorance. How do you do it? I take vitamins. Right? <laughs> And my uncle Mike takes vitamins, too. We're worried about him, Abbott. All day long, he runs around the house and cackles. He thinks he's a chicken. Well, wait a minute. If he thinks he's a chicken, why don't you get him out of the house and, and, and send him to a hospital? We would, but we need the eggs. I... Here's a note for you. Oh, thanks. Hey, Abbott, it's a fan letter from one of my listeners. Well, read it. I, I think I will. Go I, ahead. Naturally, I'm going to read it. Fixed. <clears throat> <laughs> Dear Lou Costello They tell me that sounds like a burning building, does it? <laughs> Dear Lou Costello I have been listening to your Sam Shovel detective series And I want to say you are wonderful Last week when you played Sam Shovel, it was so thrilling I busted out in goose pimples I'm coming over to see you in person tonight Mr. Costello, someone outside to see you Who is it? A goose with pimples <laughs> All right, all right, Costello. I can see there's no way of discouraging you from doing that detective series. 
Well, go ahead and tell us. What is your Sam Shovel detective story for tonight? Tonight, I will do one of my most famous cases. I call it the case of the murdered florist, or they caught him with his plants down. Yes, I'm Sam Shovel, private detective. I've been up all night working on a case. As I sit here in my little office, I'm tired. I start to doze. I'm taking a cat nap. <laughs> it's a miserable night. It's raining a regular California rain. Out here, it rains the hard way. The hard way. Up. <laughs> Just listen to that rain. Coming down in buckets. <laughs> they got a fine police department here. One of the best is my pal, Lieutenant Abbott of the Homicide Squad. I'll never forget the time Chief wanted to make a mounted policeman out of Abbott. A mounted policeman. He wanted to stuff him with cotton and hang him over the fireplace. <laughs> Lieutenant Abbott used to be a hotel house detective. They fired him because he was too noisy. He's got a glass eye, and every time he put up the keyhole, it would rattle. Hello, Sam Shovel. It's my pal, Lieutenant Abbott. Abbott, I haven't seen you for days. Where have you been? On the trail of Verillo gang. That Ver Verillo gang? That tough gang? What a time I had capturing them. I nailed one of them in New Orleans. I nailed another one in Chicago. I nailed another one in Boston. Lieutenant Abbott never carries a gun, just a hammer and nails. <laughs> Dan, there's something I've got to tell you. It's something that is an encumbrance to my equanimity. Or equin... To my equanimity... What are you trying to tell me, Lieutenant? Well, Sam, I don't know how to say this. You didn't know how to say the last line either. <laughs> Why, you concerned, gosh dang, being busted, confounded... Lieutenant Abbott has a foul mouth. <laughs> but that's understandable. He's got a nose like a chicken, too. <laughs> Sam, I'm going to give it to you straight. Your brother's a crook. Your brother is the leader of one of the toughest mobs in this town. Okay, Lieutenant. Ten Jack King Queen Ace. What are you talking about? I'm giving it to you straight. That's the biggest straight you can get. <laughs> this is serious, Sam. Your brother's a crook. You've got to do something. I've tried to do something. I used to say to him, Joe, go straight, Joe. Get out of the racket, Joe. Joe, you're going to get in trouble. But Joe, he wouldn't listen. Why? His name is Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Three times I tried to put my brother Pat on the right track, but he wouldn't let me. Why not? The train was always coming. <laughs> Sam... Your brother Pat is a thief. Yes, he's been stealing ever since he was a kid. Even in school, he'd steal paper from the supply closet. He stole so much paper that when the teacher wanted to give an examination, she had to bring the class over to our house. <laughs> Sam, I know you're a brave man. And you're on the side of the law. Right, Lieutenant. That's why I came here. Sam, I know the headquarters of your brother's mob. 
I want you to come with me, Sam. You, you are going to arrest your own brother. Lieutenant, you mean you want me to arrest my own brother? A little sad music, please. I said sad, that's pitiful. Would the trumpet player please help out Matty Mollick, please? That's enough. Try using two lips now. All right, Lieutenant. You want me to arrest my own brother? My little baby brother. The little brother that laid in the same crib with me. My little brother that shared his candy with me when we were kids. My brother, my own flesh and blood. Sam, my own brother. Sam. There's a thousand dollars reward for him. <coughs> Let's go get the rat. <laughs> Almost to your brother's mob hideout. Just a fam. minute, Abbott. What? Sound man has another block to go. <laughs> Sam, why don't you get inside the car? You'd be more comfortable. I'm okay, Lieutenant. I'm riding on the running board. This car has no running board. Now he tells me. <laughs> Sam Shovel, this is the place. We're going in and arrest your brother. When we get inside, identify your brother. Point him out to me. Come on. Lieutenant, that's him over there behind the desk. The one with the ladder sticking out of his head. Why does he have a ladder sticking out of his head? Well, he's really my stepbrother. Hey, hey. I really use that ladder joke. Because I have to get up early in the morning. Come on, come on. What are you two mugs doing in here? Dying. <laughs> come on, what are you two mugs doing in here? I'll... Just a minute. Well, if it ain't me brother, me kid brother Sam. Pat Shovel, my own flesh and blood. Well, Pat, it's 8.15. That was swell, Mabel. Tanks. I'll be back at 8.30. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Who was that dame? Oh, just one of the gals of my mob. She's our morale builder. Every 15 minutes, she goes around kissing all the boys in the mob. You mean you have girls in this mob? Sure, lots of them. Look through that door over there. See them gorgeous redheads, all ten of them there? When the gang gets through with a job, the girls sit in the fellas' laps. They stroke their brows. They make love to them. They soothe their noise. All right, Sam Shovel. Tell your brother why we're here. Brother Pat? Yes, Brother Sam. What do you want to say? Could you use two more guys in your mob? <laughs> oh, get him out. Don't go away, folks. Our madmen aren't through with you yet. Right now, they want you to hear this.
Costello. What are you going to do tonight? I think I'll sneak over to the Palladium and get me a girl. Oh, girls, girls, girls. That's all you think of. Well, a man is entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of women. No, you mean the pursuit of happiness. You chase what you like, and I'll chase what I like. <laughs> Our writing staff is headed by Eddie Foreman with Paul Conlon, Pat Costello. Our producer is Charles Vander. See you next Thursday. Good night, folks. Good night, everybody. It's Patterson. Good night. Listen each Thursday night at this time for another great Abbott and Costello show, produced and transcribed in Hollywood. Be sure to stay tuned for the outstanding entertainment which follows throughout the evening on this ABC station.